Shut up and sit down. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 93 of the Third Shift. I'm one of your hosts, Eric, and I am from the wonderful state of Michigan. And with me, as always, is my co-host, the one magnificent, glorious, in Matt. Matt, how are you doing this week, buddy? This is the best intro yet. I've... I didn't know I was Italian in nature or Latin and like a mixture. Or whatever it was. Whatever it was, that's what I am. That's true. (laughs) It's been a stressful week outside of doing fun stuff, but the fun stuff I have been doing is I went and saw Deadpool 2, which was fantastic. The most fun I've had in the movie theater in I don't even know how long, and even better than the first Deadpool. Absolutely fantastic. Like you said, there was a nice five-minute segment where I was just laughing so hard with tears in my eyes and running down my face, just rolling in my chair, just going, oh, my God, ah, <laughs> oh, shit, ah, <laughs> yeah. Oh. It was glorious. It was glorious. I just, I laughed just thinking about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, so good. <laughs> but then speaking of fun times at the theater, also this past weekend, I went and saw Out of Orbit at the Williamston Theater. That was another fantastic play, really well done by those guys really kind of like family drama-ish, but then it was also mixed with a whole bunch of scientific stuff because one of the characters is working on, you know, the Mars rovers. So there's like some technical stuff. There's a little bit of that. And then they're like the, the whole way they did the scenes was it was just like a flat wall with like geometric shapes in the back. And then they would project from two different projectors, like the scene. So you'd have like some kind of like stained glass looking stuff for like the house. And then like, you know, shots from nasa of like mars and the mars rover and technical stuff for when she was working at you know her job at nasa it was really cool and like really interesting to just like the way scenes could like really just shift and the only like settings they had would be like two stools and like these almost like table things so they'd put a you know put four tables together and there was a bed and you know they'd throw like a sheet on it and like oh look it's her bed and then they'd move one of them out and oh it's a desk at the scientific laboratory you put the two stools there for chairs it was really well done like totally minimalist set design but it totally worked because of the way they projected the stuff onto it and then the few bits of staging or props that they had really cool really well done anybody who's in the area i encourage you to go see it so that'll be like three people and one of them's already seen it, so there you go. Fantastic. Yeah, but that was fun. And then I've been playing a whole bunch of great games. Well, not a whole bunch. All the same great games I've been talking about with you guys forever. Danganronpa 2, absolutely fantastic, out of this world, amazing. Just had another really cool murder happen. A double murder. Oh, spoiler alert. So I'm excited to get in and investigate it and figure out the like 18 twists and turns that this class trial is going to take even though I have a really good idea who did it this time. But I said that last time, and I was wrong. So we'll see how this one plays out. I also got Detroit Become Human. I love David Cage games. I love Quantic Dream games. This one's fantastic. If you want to know more about it, I talked a lot about that in our Patreon Hey, What You Playing Third Shift bonus episode. So if if you're a Patreon member, go check that out. I won't talk about it too much. And then Agents of Mayhem, just to reiterate, I was two trophies away from Platinum. I'm one trophy away now. It's the most pain-in-the-ass trophy, though, so I haven't booted it up since I got that second-to-last one. 
And other than that, it's just been work, and work is always fun and great and wonderful. It makes me happy. It makes my heart sing. So how about you, Eric? How's this week been treating you? Well, this week was pretty darn cool. It, of course, was the Memorial Day weekend, and so me and the family, we packed our gear up, we got our camper all hitched up, and we took off to the great outdoors. And I, by that, I mean the outdoor adventures, because that's where we're all heading everywhere all summer long, and it is fun. It was fantastic. It was hotter than a mug. Let me tell you, Friday night, uh, after I got the kids and wife went into bed and everything, I was like, well, you know, it's Friday night, it's supposed to be Borderlands night, let's try to make it work. So I'm walking with this TV and my backpack with my PlayStation 4 and all that stuff. About a mile and a half up this giant hill over these rocks. You know, mind you, it's like 89 degrees and humid out, and nighttime, the bugs are biting. Get up there, try to get on. Internet's kind of weird, and it won't let me get in chat with everybody. Mm-hmm. All right, this isn't working. No, I'm not going to let this happen. So I, I sneak in over to the office, and I steal the landline off of the computer, and I drag it through this little hole in the wall, and then I drag <laughs> it into the other room, and then I rig it up. I rig it up to my computer, plug it all in. I'm like, yes, landline, we're good to go. No, still still could not, for the life of me, get the land, the chat to work. Mm-hmm. It kept giving me that stupid error over and over again. So, unfortunately, the Borderlands night was a no-go for me, anyway. The others, of course, got to play and enjoy. So, after that, I did some solo stuff and then enjoyed the weekend, did some swimming with the kids, putt-putt golfing with the kids, walking in the trails, sitting around, playing board games, all the usual stuff. There was one funny moment, and this was on, I don't remember what day, Sunday, I think it was Sunday, we were up at doing arts and crafts with the kids, and of course all the different kids from the different families, you know, they come up and they're doing stuff too, and there's this little girl sitting there, and one of the ladies was like, hey, how's everybody doing, da 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 She's like, well, I'm doing fine, but my cousin's not doing great at all. And then, you know, I'm like, oh, that sucks, I wonder what happened to him. You know, thinking, well, it's hot, sunny, blisters or something, or he just got sick, you know, or whatever. Mm. Well, about five, six minutes go by, you know, we're just doing the little stuff, and I forgot all about it. All of a sudden, I see this this about 11, 12-year-old boy come up. He's got no shirt on. He's got these huge patches all up on his shoulders and back. And they're just like all this liquid leaking under the patches down his back. And he's like, Dad, Dad, help me. And so I look over at him. And even over the patches, like where the tape is and then after it you can still see where it's just pure red with blisters everywhere Ugh. and then of course that's pus and goop just oozing down his back and i'm like oh man Mm-mm. and then sure enough that's the boy he's, he's definitely not doing about. good <laughs> no he is not doing good so hopefully he learned his lesson and uh, going forward for the rest of his life, we'll make sure he puts on a little sunscreen if he's going to take his shirt off and go play, ride bikes and whatnot in this hot 90 freaking 3, 4 degree sun mm. all day long. I found it humorous because I have fallen asleep on a beach before with no shirt on and have woken up with blisters the size of my head, literally. So I know, <laughs> I know how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that goes. I've had a bad sunburn and gotten like a couple blisters, but I've never been like, that ridiculous so i'm like oh Ah. man that sucked i'm not gonna make it any worse than that (laughs) (laughs) well trust me it was a dumb mistake and it wasn't intentional obviously right (laughs) so that was fun we packed up because uh the electricity went on the very last day we were gonna stay one more night 
and finish it out but it got it got real late at night and the power wasn't coming back on because it, it was so hot everybody's running ac in their campers mm. and stuff like that yeah and it blew out everything so they're like well it's gonna be an unknown amount of time before the electricians can make it work again and i'm like well we could just pack up now get home late yeah but sleep in our own beds at some point in time in the night so With that's AC what we did going at the house yeah the ac going at the house and and sleeping and sleep in and da 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 so mm. we we didn't stay that last night but we stayed all day up until nighttime and then just packed up and took off uh, it was a good time enjoyable had a lot of fun with it on the video game front, I've been playing uh, some God of War, been playing uh, Destiny 2 Warmind, been going through Celeste, I've been a little bit in Sea of Thieves here with the new uh, da- DLC they just put out. But of course, if you want to hear more about that, as Matt said, I talked about it much more on the What You Playing Third Shift, so if you want to hear that, hey, maybe consider throwing us a couple bucks, get that bonus little podcast, it'd be fantastic. And that's about it for me. Yeah, that's it for us individually. Of course, as a team, we've said it twice already on the show. We dropped our What You Play in Third Shift. That's on the Patreon. It's only three bucks. If you want to hear us talk about all kinds of games, if you want to hear me go on and on for like 20 minutes while everyone else is like, I played two games and they talk for like three minutes, go check that out. It's awesome. I love it. It's my favorite part of the month because I just get to talk for however long I want, which is you know fairly long about whatever games I love and why I love them. And you get to do the same thing, and Danny gets to do the same thing. Okay, it's, if that's if that's the rule, then I'm going to change it up. <laughs> no, you get okay. to list your games. Okay, you can't talk for anything about anything. I was going to say, usually I get cut off with the, the mean face after a little while. No, so. you don't. That's a lie. <laughs> I get bored because you talk about dumb games like God of War and stuff. And that's go, true. I know. Yeah, I know. Sorry. Sorry, man. <laughs> so if going forward, you get to list the games you played, and then that's it. And I get to talk, and then Danny gets to go, I like cats. Oh, and my baby. <laughs> there you go. I new played rules. a Flash game on my iOS. <laughs> that's the new rule going forward, Danny. But then also as a team, this seems like it was forever ago. We did IG2G episode 30, which was our E3 Get Hype episode, because the next IG2G would be coming out right at... Uh, E3 and you know all that other jazz but that was a fun episode I got to look up stuff that I didn't know was going to exist and might be there at E3 and hopefully could be so that was a lot of fun I super enjoyed that one because I got to vent and uh, list out a couple hopes and dreams I have a couple Gatorade get hype moments as they say but uh, I don't I don't I don't foresee any of them really coming true but you know what I'm going to hold to hope, Matt. And if you're wanting to know what I'm talking about, hey, go take a listen to that IG2G because there's a couple little doozies in there I think you'll all really like. Yep, and then coming up next week, we don't have anything on Tuesday, but I do need to drop a little message in the Patreon for our $5 and up subscriber people, donator people. They do get to pick topics we can talk about and then vote on one. So we might end up doing that like on a Sunday night or some other random night so look out for that if you're a patreon person and then also everyone should be on the lookout for shift codes for golden keys and borderlands too so hit up the twitter the red the forums the instagram hit up randy pitchford on his phone just dial his house number i'm sure he's got like a rotary phone he'll pick it up hello this is the pitchbird house would you like to hear a magic trick and then go grab up those codes Boom, exactly. We all love those wonderful codes. As I've said more than once, I'm getting back in there. I'm going to get to OP8 and be all magnificent and beautiful. And you know what's going to help me? is those wonderful shift codes for those beautiful keys and those beautiful boxes. 
So you know what else is beautiful? We do it every week. It's the Battleborn free rotation. This week we've got Reyna, Wrath, Oscar Mike, Arendi, Kid Ultra, and Kelvin. Any quick thoughts on this one, dude? Heck yeah, my boy Kid Ultra's in there. I'm just going to say this. Get on him. Throw off some heels for your boys. Shoot some rockets out. Have a blast. He's got all sorts of really cool, fun little sayings he does. He's got an awesome few sets of skins I'd recommend you get, especially the Cobalt one. Fantastic. Play some Kid Ultra. Have a blast with him. Don't worry about the others. I'm going to give it a double thumbs up. I like all the characters on this rotation. And like we've done for the last two weeks, this is now labeled as Rotation C. So anytime you hear me say, oh, man, it's Rotation C in Battleborn, go hit up all your favorite characters. You'll know that it's Reyna, Wrath, Oscar, Michael, Randy, Kid Ultra, and Kelvin, because we've seen this one many times in the past. Rotation C. Boom. There we go. Stamp it. Boom. Stamp C. Done. Got it. It's in my brain. Then, of course, after the Battleborn free rotation, we start rolling on up with Fortnite. We got patch 4.3. We got some cool stuff in Battle Royale. Got some cool stuff in Save the World. What are some things that stood out on this one for you, Eric? Well, the one big thing, and of course it's right there at the very top, So, and i got to mention it, is the addition of shopping carts. Yes, in Battle Royale, you can now hop oh. into shopping carts. Put a buddy in one or go solo, doesn't matter. Race around. The passenger can still shoot. The driver obviously can't. See, I thought this was like a shopping mode where you like go to Kroger and you fill up your mm-hmm. cart with all the things you want, like apples and bananas. Like that shop tell you drop show or something? Yeah. And you get to the <laughs> end and you pay for your goodies and then you go home and you make like a really cool dinner for your family. I thought like that's where this butter. was going. Like, I didn't think it was like a jackass thing. I thought it was like, oh, see, like well, a happy, that's where I was going thing. with it. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was going into the jackass thing and, and, more, and more accurately, the CKY thing. Because, of course, CKY is what made the shopping cart thing so popular, where they'd get out in the parking lots, Bam and his boys would put up each other in those and go flying them into bushes and crap like that. I saw this, and immediately I went back to watching CKY 1, 2, and 3 and laughing and going, oh, 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 oh what a good time. I love putting stupid friends in shopping carts and pushing them into things. <laughs> this will be great. I'll push them. I'll get a passenger. I'll put Matt in it, and then I'm going to push them right into a building full of people and watch them get shot to death. You'll never <laughs> put me in a shopping cart, dude. <laughs> nope. Not going to happen. So, of course... Just because of the memories alone, Matt, it looks fun. It sounds fun. Once again, really s- silly innovation that I didn't even think of, and I, I don't ever imagine having put in a freaking shopping cart in Fortnite. Makes almost no sense, but it's freaking cool. Whatever. <laughs> mm. And then branching off from shopping carts, they got more produce added to the game. Uh, now, before we had apples, and it was I think you got five HP back if you ate an apple. Now they put mushrooms in the game. You get five shield back if you eat a mushroom. So go forage around, find disgusting mushrooms that are awful, and why would anybody eat them? Because they're a thing that grows on dead stuff to make it deader. I mean, come on, that's yes. just that's horrible. That's disgusting. Well, it is disgusting, but on some things, there are exceptions. There's a few items in this world where the mushroom is fine. And if you're looking for those mushrooms, you're not going to find them just anywhere. Make sure you're looking in the forest, in the swamps. Otherwise, you'll never see a mushroom out in the wild, boys and girls. Or, you know, go to Princess Peach's castle. There'll be a little, little bunch <laughs> yeah, of mushroom and dudes. Then, well, and then, and then they're everywhere. Yeah. I mean, right? Okay. Just yeah, scoop just, them up. You just, oh, what? I found a whole armful of mushrooms just sitting on the bed over here. Now they're mine. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Delicious. Mm. So they also added in the limited time mode in the uh, Battle Royale version, which the Blitz version V2, 
I guess is what you say. Mm-hmm. That one is the one that's really got my attention. I love the 15-minute gameplay. You go in, drop rates are just all high. The storm's immediately closing in on you. It's like, what, 15 minutes instead of the yep. uh, 15 what, 30 max. or whatever? Yeah, 15 max, something like that. So I love that. I love it because, as we've talked about a million times before, i got a few minutes before I'm going somewhere, pop that in, pop it on. I'm in and out, no big deal, had a blast, shut it off, boom, taking the kids to soccer practice. Yeah, absolutely. I like the idea of that one. And I also like the idea of the Teams of 20 V2 that's also going to be popping in there. That's another, like a shorter game length mode. They're saying that's about 20 minutes average game time. And it's five teams of 20 all duking it out. So if you liked 50 V50, but you wanted more of like a team deathmatch thing where you got bunches of little teams all around, hit up Teams of 20 V2. Sounds like fun. Sounds like a nice twist on the formula. It's not just you, and it's not just two teams. It's you and your 20 buddies, or 19 buddies, against all these other mofos. Yeah, I think I've participated in that one before. I can't remember if it was that one or the 50 a few times. And for myself, I wasn't. I was trying to like follow around teammates and coordinate a little bit, but everybody was kind of just soloing it, but you're on a team. Mm-hmm. So all I ended up doing was figuring, well, hey, if I just do the typical Eric hide and survive, I'm doing our team a favor because if I'm the last man standing, the whole team wins. Sure enough, that's what happens. So it's fantastic. I enjoy it. Perfect. Anything else stand out on here for you, dude? Uh, I was looking down through everything else. Nothing that big. I know there's that Save the World uh, shindig going on, but you're more of the guy who would know about that one. Yeah, they've added the second part of the Blockbuster storyline. Blockbuster 2, A Hero is Born. So, you know, keep doing more Blockbuster stuff, having fun with Ray, doing all that jazz. They've also added a new Mythic Soldier Carbide, who looked pretty cool. He's got some unique abilities and all that jazz. And uh, Portafort is in Save the World now, dude. The best thing, Portafort. Oh, yeah, that's right. And it's made out of metal walls. Mm-hmm. So they've got it all staked up and proved. Super awesome. Yeah, I was reading that, looking at it. Like, yep, there we go. Instant. And see, that. I wonder how that's going to change everything up because a whole part of it was you building the fort up and you know, and then getting ready for the battle. But now if you got a porter fort, you just run up, pop that down, and obviously you still got to defend you know, the, the, the mission thing, itself, yeah. the thing. But you put a couple of those down and just put up a generic metal wall around that and away you go. Yeah. So you can spend more time gathering resources, exploring, getting treasures, llamas, all the good stuff. I like it. Yeah, definitely. And then... The other two things that I thought were really interesting because I hate people and I don't want people to talk to me or see me or know me or do anything is in Save the World mode, you can disable global chat. So all those randos that you play with, you don't want to see them talking about, hey man, come over here and activate the thing. Hey man, I need some wood before I can... No, shut up. Disable global chat. And then in Battle Royale, you can enter streamer mode, which will anonymize your name for other players. So people can't even see you. People can't talk to you. This is perfect. I love it. You're playing multiplayer without having to deal with other people except for shooting them. That's perfect. I love it. You play a single-player multiplayer. That's how it's supposed that's, to be done. That's exactly what I was saying. So Matt wants to play single-player, but he wants the guns of people there. So Yes. <laughs> fantastic, Matt. <laughs> you sound like a, a, a Scrooge, Scrooge McDuck over here. I want these old crazy people talking to me. <laughs> there are days. There are days. I'm not going to deny it. That's all right. I understand. I do the same thing. Everything I play, I just set up a fake chat and everything else so I can have no possible way that anybody's going to say anything to me. Mm-hmm. So I understand, Matt. I understand. <laughs> 
So then unless you got anything else for Fortnite, we're going to start rolling on into what do we always have? We always have the Compulsion Games Weekly Update, which is gone forever now. So the only bit of news we have on that front is they released a new gameplay teaser. And by teaser, I mean very teasery, teasery little video. And then they announced that a bunch of press outlets, not us, sadly, <clears throat> I'm a press out- outlet. I'm going to print out a little press pass thing and stick it in my fedora hat. Make us some business cards at work and... And we're going to be official. Absolutely. But some press people got their hands on a 90-minute demo, so people like IGN and stuff were writing up about that. That was pretty cool. Anything stand out in any of these things for you, Eric? Uh, the fact that the the media themselves, you know, they, they showcased a few of them saying they really thought it was great, they really think it's came along really well, et cetera, gives me more hope and promise. But I already was there. You know, we've been following it for quite a while now, mm. and so it's like, okay, yeah, I... I I see that this is going to be a really cool game. I already trust that's going to be awesome. But it is nice to see that the different outlets are also now starting to go, hey, this looks promising. I like how it's going. Da, 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 da. And as for the little teaser, it was a little short. I was really hoping for a little something meatier. I wanted to see some more uh, locations, etc. But I do understand they're really trying to hold everything close so you get that really cool first time through experience seeing all sorts of really cool crazy scenarios and things for the first time for realsies instead of seeing it all given to you in all the different trailers and then there's no big surprises but ali was really neat uh, and as you said you know you figured out all about old ali and his problems mm-hmm. it's pretty cool yeah i will say dialing back to just the press outlet articles i was glad to see that they were enjoying the game too but being who i am and that i don't like people telling me stuff that I already know. I was very sad to read like the first three paragraphs were always like, oh man, hey, this is a game in like 1960s, blah, 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 kind of looks like Bioshock, blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, I get it. Yeah, I get it. Oh man, well, you know, they originally had like a more survival game element. Hey, I get it. Shut, shut up. I know. <laughs> Obviously, you have to write that for people who have no idea what you're talking about. But, you know, I got weary and sad and I just went, oh man. But then they went, hey, it looks good. And I went, okay, thumbs up. And then, like you said, seeing Ollie, like, oh, hey, we were best friends, but now that I'm off my joy, you don't recognize me. You see me as just a little dungaree downer man. That was cool. And then the, uh, the like one, like, two-second bit where I think it was a Bobby throws a little bomb at you at the player, at the character, and he hits it with the cricket bat and knocks it back and it explodes in his face. That was really cool. So I'm excited to just walk around with a cricket bat in a projectile-heavy zone and just be like, plink, 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 plink. Oh, yeah, I'm the baseball man. Pink, pink. Yeah, I really hope that's something that's consistent. Like, you can do that with anything and everything. Rocks, explosives, uh, Molotov cocktails, whatever it may be. Hope it's not like just certain scenarios allow you to do that kind of action. Right. Because that would allow for, like you said, a lot of freedom and a lot of use of, you know, croquet bat, croquet bat or whatever. Jesus, just, just go to America and have a baseball bat. Oh, no, stinking croquet bat. <laughs> Making it like fancy. Oh, it's a croquet bat. Ooh la la. Croquet. Croquet. <laughs> put my pinky finger up as I drink this beer. Ooh. As you drink your ice cold beer. Or probably lukewarm beer at this point, but that's all right. No, it's still a little cool. It's, it's not Good. too bad. I got the fan on, so you know it's not too hot in here. Yeah, but I'm excited overall. I like where Compulsion's going. We've already talked about it at nauseum, and I can't wait, of course, for them to give us a whole bunch of really cool stuff at E3, and hopefully that wonderful release date. 
So you made the perfect segue for me. Hey, buddy, speaking of E3, there's some confirmed things. There's some rumor things. We'd be remiss if we didn't mention all the things. So we'll start it off with what did Elisa tweet about? What games are they looking for people to do stuff with at E3? Well, to start the story off, we saw a Twitch streamer the other day say, Hey, man, Compulsion Games, I really like your cool game. Want to check it out. And so Sam went, Hey, Elisa, can you hook him up? And he's going to E3. And Lisa said, Oh, man, open DMs, check it out. We wondered what the heck she was talking about. Well, today she posted, said, Hey, any streamers, Twitch guys, all them good people, if you're going to E3 and you want to check out two of our projects, one being, of course, Compulsion Games' We Happy Few, and the other being the Secret Project 1v1, a first-person 1v1 shooter game, hey, hit me up in the DMs because we want to open up some opportunities for you guys to demo them up at E3. So, this means a couple things. First off, these games are going to be there, ready to play, having a whole bunch of fun at E3. And secondly, they're following through with Project 1v1, which means that this is the in-house published and developed game by Gearbox. And of course, if you don't know, they had a closed alpha of this quite a ways back now, and it was all about you getting some cards in your deck, and then you did a 1v1, obviously, in these little quick uh, Quake slash Unreal tournament type scenarios, flying around the maps, doing these cool, crazy double jumps, and then you'd murder each other using the card abilities, and of course, your your preferred gun, the rocket launcher, grenade launcher, and something else, or rather. Now, I will say, I'm worried about this one, Matt. I don't know. I'll let you start off. What do you think? <laughs> uh, personally, well... We got into it. My PC didn't run it very well anyway. So I could, like I've said before, ages ago now, I could only look at it through like a like a stained glass window, basically. So I couldn't see anything that was going on. But personally, I didn't enjoy it. That's not really my kind of game. Plus, especially, I'm not an overly competitive game player person. So like a 1v1, it's just a duel and you got to do it. That's not really my cup of tea. So I was, I wasn't, excited by the idea and then it kind of like randy pitchford had those comments of oh well you know by helping us out with that you might really be helping us out with something you guys might like later so we we had assumed and conjecturified that it was turned into like an arena battle mode in the next borderlands or something but now it sounds like it's out in the wild for real i mean i just got to be honest i'm personally not that excited about it and i don't know that it's going to be like a big splash type of game obviously i don't think they're looking for it to be that but i don't know where the market for it is really like who wants it well that's what i'm worried about and I, and we talked about it back when we checked out the close technical test was you know even the big dogs themselves you know the quakes the unreals the dooms those types of first person shooter pvps they're not real. They're not real big. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a there's a niche market for them. Certain demographic likes them, but in general, they're not this huge Overwatch type game. They're not, you know, any, obviously the PUBG's, Fortnite's, nowhere anywhere in that realm. Uh, so of course, if they're just going for like a, if they're just looking for that niche and they've prepped for that niche, that's that's fine. That's awesome. I just worry that they're hoping that it's going to be a big thing and take off and go nuts. 
and I don't see it being like that huge, but of course we've only seen that tiny little fragment. So, I mean, it's hard to say, oh, I can judge this based off, you know, a few days of playing this close technical here. I mean, I feel like if it's an in-house thing that's going to be self-published, they're not going to be banking on it being like the next Overwatch or the next PUBG or anything like mm. that. So, I mean, I'm sure they are just angling for that niche market. I just, I mean, because I'm sure there are, those hardcore multiplayer people that aren't being served by PUBG or Overwatch or whatever, where it's just, I'm the best. I don't want any teammates. I don't want to deal with 100 people. I want to go one-on-one and just kill a dude and just do that forever and ever and ever and ever. So I'm sure that those people are there. And I'm, you know, obviously it's not a AAA powerhouse, super, you know, $20 million budget, I'm sure. But I just, it's not for me. So I can't picture in my mind those people and how big and i have no idea how big of a market that is obviously those people do exist i'm 100 mm-hmm. sure of that but i don't know where they are or how many people there are so i i could see it being a niche market success but like you said i just hope they are planning for it to you know get that niche market success return I mean, mm-hmm. that's just my initial impressions of it, like we said before. See, and for me, I when I j- played the close technical, I, I enjoyed it, but that's, once again, also not my type of game. It's not generally what I play. Uh, PvP usually gets me very angry mm-hmm. very quickly, so I have to take it in moderation, or I have to play with friends so I can trick myself into just thinking I'm having fun even though I'm getting beat or whatever's happening that's making me angry. Because you and I and Danny can work together really well. And even if we mm-hmm. lose, we'll be like, oh, those jerks over there, Yeah, they those suck. guys were being crazy. They weren't doing what they were supposed to. We did. We did our best. It's fine. Versus here, if you're getting dominated, it's just you and it's, it's just, just that guy. I, I suck. That guy was way better. There's no ands if or buts. So that can get frustrating quickly, which leads me to the point of, if this is real, that's all coming out, it's 1v1, and that's the only thing they're going to have, they're not going to do duos or anything else, they have to get that matchmaking system down fantastic. Because, to me, if I'm going to get in there and I'm going to play it on a, at least a semi-regular basis, you know, so we can cover it and keep up to date with it, mm-hmm. if I'm getting going in and getting paired up with Johnny McJones with the legendary cards, smoking me every single match, it's going to be impossible Yeah, for me to play that. Because I'll play one round, I'll be rage quit, done, and I won't want to touch it again for another week or so. So I'm hoping that they've got that under down pack. They've looked at all the other games that do, of course, matchmaking, and they've got that equation in some kind of magic sweet spot. Obviously, it's early on, so who knows what's going on yet. Mm. Hopefully, we'll be able to find out, and they'll uh, give us a sneak peek so we can talk to you all about it and have a more informed opinion and decision on what the heck this thing's all about. And like I said to you off air, hopefully it's coming to more than just PC. Because if it's not, well, I, I could play it through that stained glass window and I can shoot it like a blurry blob that might be a person. But otherwise, I'm I'm hosed. I'm confident. I'm confident that it'll probably come to the consoles. Maybe this will be like a Switch title that they finally get uh, over there. Because you know, Gearbox really hasn't done too much with it yet. I mean, software side. That's true. That's obviously. True. So maybe this could be a good segue because I'm pretty sure that so far what we've seen, uh, there some version of that could be handled on the Switch, no problem. Oh yeah, definitely. Especially that unfinished level one where it's like gray blocks. I was gonna say if you could play in a stained glass <laughs> boat. <yeah. laughs> terrible, terrible man. You need a new computer. Jeez. 
I mean, it's all right. I just, I, don't, I don't use it for brand new stuff. Hopefully, though, it comes to the console so we don't got to worry about it. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I can play on the PC, and I even got the Xbox controller, so I can play it on there, no problem. But, yeah. like you said, you, that's going to be more reason why you're not going to want to touch it. So, we don't want that. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to get in there. Otherwise, I'll just turn into an Eric's corner. <laughs> uh, Eric, what'd you do? I got shot by, like, 45 dudes. I won one match, though. Yeah, great. I won one match out of... Uh, 20 and i was really angry a lot so i remember <laughs> i opened a pack and it gave me a gold card so now i'm in the like extra silver range and now i lose every game oh yes <laughs> so i think that pretty much wraps up our initial thoughts on 1v1 and again the only thing we've seen is that closed technical test and just speculations in our brains of what it could be, what it, how things could look in the future. We don't know anything yet. So we'll be waiting just as much as you guys are for that reveal at E3, whether it comes through the streamers or actual official stuff. We'll be looking forward to that. And then what else is there to maybe look forward to in the E3 realm? Oh, my gosh, we got another piece of rumor-mongery news because it came out just today as we're recording this on Thursday that the Korean Game Ratings Board has rated Borderlands 1 Game of the Year Edition, which has been out forever, but they've rated it for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Now, hmm... That kind of thing doesn't just like pop up out of nowhere. The ratings board, that has to get submitted to them. We've learned all about that from Compulsion Games, haven't Mm -hmm. we, Eric? We sure have. They tell us quite a bit about it. So that means with some fair certain, you know, certainty that uh, Borderlands 1 is going to be Game of Year Edition, of course. It's going to be hitting the newest consoles, which means it's going to be that in between for everybody. Everybody gets to play Borderlands 1 over again. Hopefully. With some up-res stuff, and I'm sure you were you went nuts about this earlier, so I'm gonna let you head it <laughs> off because you're the psycho man who wants all these demands, all these things from this this game of the year edition. And now that you said that, though, before you get into what you're hoping, is I'm worried that it's actually just gonna literally be a uh, a direct port of the previous already existing game of the year edition. There's no way you can do that though, because isn't Borderlands One backwards compatible on Xbox One anyway? I believe yes, it is. So yes. why so why would they just so why would they release it? that then? That but, would make little to no sense. And that was one thing I was concerned about. Is, I mean, because it says Borderlands One Game of the Year Edition, not Borderlands HD Collection, not Borderlands HD Up Res Remaster. And I was like, well, maybe they're just kind of putting it on the like the PSN, so you can download it directly and just play it on your PS4. But I don't. I feel like that would be a waste of time for those Xbox users. But Dialing it back to what you said, part of me is excited to play it because I didn't get to play Borderlands 1 with anybody, so playing it with you and Danny would be more fun. But I just remember, I mean, I have great memories of 2 in the pre-sequel, but thinking back to 1, I just remember things being a lot more clunky, like the menus being really clunky and ugly, and just like the systems of like upgrading your stuff on the vending machines, just not having that slick, cool... UI, that nice clean interface that they brought into two where everything was just easy and flowed and was smooth and you could like, you know, had the translucent backgrounds. I I feel like I remember Borderlands 1 just being giant gray blocks on the screen. You open up your menu, oh, it's a big freaking gray block. And you had, you know, stuff in it, but it was just giant gray backgrounds that were boring and maybe just go, ugh, ugh. And at the time it worked, but now that I've seen something fresh and popping and awesome and hot and cool... I don't want to go back to that. Come on. I would like to see, like, 
the Borderlands 2 menu style and UI, like to freshen up Borderlands 1, if you're going to remaster it, why not remaster those menus too? Make them look fresh and hot and cool. I agree. I will say this, uh, the minimap in one was just poop cola, poop cola, poop cola. I hated the minimap. I could never find anything I was looking for using that thing. So if if they are retouching up anything, please touch up the minimap and then also touch up the, the vehicles. Because for God's sakes, I've never, I've, I love the vehicles in Borderlands just because it's hilariously ridiculous. So, like, a part of me, the, the lulls of it, I don't want it to lose anymore because, you know, you catch a single rock with some strange polygon and then you're just stuck indefinitely forever. <laughs> and that just always makes me laugh because that's just classic Borderlands. But one in particular was very, very, very bad with the whole vehicle situation. And then they had an entire DLC where you did nothing but drive around in the damn vehicle. And it was just pain suffering torture misery i hated it it was it almost made me quit playing back then i had to just freaking fight through it tooth and nail to keep myself motivated going so please if if you do anything at all with it which i still have my reservations but you did make a good point the mini map at least and the vehicles but the gunplay in one like i've said before i think was better than two or the pre-sequel i love how the guns felt in one and, and the different varieties of them and how they worked and whatnot. I, I enjoyed that part of it, so I look forward to getting back in with those guns and those weapons and having a blast again. I feel like now that I know, too, in the pre-sequel and the way that like the stat-based gunplay works, I might like the gunplay more in one. Because the more you say that, the more I remember feeling like I felt like I was shooting a sniper rifle at you know this psycho dude's head. But since it felt like more like an actual gun and less like a fantasy gun like there are in 2 and the pre-sequel. I had that disconnect of just, well, I hit, shot him in the head with this giant super-powered rifle, and it did 100 damage, and he's still just running at me. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I feel like now I would like it more, but I, I wonder if there'd still be that disconnect of just, if it feels more realistic, but it's not realistic. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see what you're saying. And a lot of people, that was always the beef back in the day when they didn't own it. You saw it with Division 2. Yeah. You know, I'm playing oh, yeah. with these guns, and, and they should die, and it's not. It's just numbers and HP like an RPG, you know? And it's like, well, yes, that's the whole point of this game. So it is something you got to get used to, and it just takes time, and, and it's not for everybody. Yeah, true. And then I don't know if I want to bring it up, but I'm just going to bring it up on the show, and we can do it real quick because we talked about it off the air, so we might as well bring it up. We talked about the stopgap game in our E3 Conjecture Land special. I, I had predicted, oh, maybe this is where you do Borderlands 1 Remastered to put that gap in if Borderlands 3 isn't going to come out until, like, 2019, 2020. I have thoughts about the pacing of it now, just thinking back on what has happened over the past few years. What, is this a good point to have the stopgap game? I mean... Well, at this point, yes, because what else are you going to have? That's true. You know, I think, and I talked to you about this, and I'm going to explain to everybody what I think happened was last year we had this discussion because there was other there was other uh, streamers out there, other personalities that have been with Borderlands for quite some time, who were also asking for Borderlands One remastered, saying, "Hey, how about you give us that while we're waiting on Borderlands 3? And Randy came out numerous times saying, "Why would you guys want us to waste our efforts on that?" when we could be working on the thing you 
really probably want us to be making. And at the time, everyone's like, okay, touche, fine, whatever, cool. And then everybody moved on and got excited and hyped up for Borderlands 3. Unfortunately, as we've just recently found out, 2K said, oh, we're giving this big, cool, crazy game that you can, we know you're going to love a whole nother year because they asked for it. Well, we can assume that's Gearbox asking for more time on Borderlands 3. That's just an assumption. That's an assumption. This is not a fact. This is not facts at all. We're just going off what we think and know. Nobody's told us anything. But we can assume that, at least in what I know. I'm assuming that's what happened. So now that they have this whole extra year that they didn't think they were going to have, now all of a sudden I think they're going, oh, crap. We do need that stopgap that you were talking about. We do need something now because we're not releasing this title when we thought we were. And it's going to take a whole extra year, however long it ends up being. Uh-oh. What do we do? And then, of course, what was the simplest thing? It's exactly what everybody was asking for last year when Randy said, no, because we got something cooler we think you're going to like. Well, it's not coming. So, hey, now they're going back. All right. Hey, guys, guess what? Borderlands 1 Remastered or Borderlands 1 Game of the Year Edition. We shouldn't say Remastered because it could literally just be a port of Game of the Year Edition. True. Nothing added to it. Either way... I think it's the only move they really have. That's a smart move for software at this point. You but mean in the Borderlands universe? In the Borderlands universe, yeah. correct. But, uh, you know, I don't know. What do you think, man? I feel like the hype for 3... I mean, there was a hype bubble for 3 last year. And people were like, eh, it's probably not going to be, but it'd be nice if we could get a Borderlands 1 remaster to hold it off. And since he kept saying, no, no, we're going to work on something else for you guys that the hype bubble this year has just gotten bigger and bigger and bigger. And now that they popped it and said, oh, nope, 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 nothing. If it is coming, if it is, you know, a remaster or a re-release or whatever, I feel like it's too late. Like the people wanted the Borderlands 1 remaster or re-release or whatever. They wanted that last year. This year they want Borderlands 3. And I feel like if you're not going to give them that, you should maybe just not give them anything. I mean, give them other software titles like 1v1 and give them a lot of published stuff. But I feel like if you go, oh, yeah, you're not going to get three, but here's, especially if it's not a remaster, here's a re-release of Borderlands 1. People go, who cares? Where's Borderlands 3? Not necessarily me, but like I, I can see the, all the Twitter people responding on the, hey, we're re-releasing Borderlands 1. I can see all the Twitter responses. Where's 3? Where's 3? I don't care. Where's 3? So I, I feel like if this happened last year, people would be like, all right, cool, and now we'll wait. But, but I think this year it'll be like, who cares? Where is it? You know what I mean? I feel like it'll be more negative this year because people wanted this last year. I agree. I agree that they it was asked for mostly a lot last year. And then, of course, you know, everybody was like, fine, we'll be patient, wait for Borderlands 3. But, of course, it got delayed. And I do think the only saving grace is if this, if, if any of this is even true, of course, because there's still, you know, right. a small factor. It could be nothing at all. But if it is true that it is a, a re, a high definition release, you know, something added to it because if it's literally just a port so you can get your hands on borderlands one on the current consoles i don't think that's enough i think people mm-hmm. will be like you're saying what the hell you know why even waste time with this just get focused on borderlands 3 you guys are you know we really want it da 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 
people that are really into Borderlands, though, I think will still be appreciative. Yeah. Because they're going to want to get in there, especially the streamers, because it just gives them another title, pop on, start streaming and having a good time with, True. keeping their fan base for Borderlands intact, and the interim waiting for Borderlands 3, or at least news of that so they can talk about it. And it's the same thing, really, for me and you and Danny. You know, for us, it's equals good news because it gives us something to play, and we can do some fun little things with it and have a blast. But in general, I, I, I have to agree, unless it's some really cool rematch like the Handsome Collection was, mm-hmm. I don't see it being a huge, like, yay, we're excited, we're thankful for this, and you know what, don't even worry about it, take your time. No, I think it'll be like, God, uh, we want Borderlands 3, not another freaking Borderlands 1 for the 50th time. Brah. So, of course, that wraps up our whole discussion about something that might not even be real Still in the rumor phase, but all the big, you know, all the big media outlets are going. Well, this means that a possible remaster could maybe be in the works. So that wraps up our maybe thoughts and possible conjectures on a maybe game that could possibly come out at some point, maybe if it's even in development. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? I don't know anything. There's no confirmed news on anything. <laughs> But what we do have confirmed is news from our favorite podcast in the world that I took a big bite out of last week, and I'm, I'm you know what? I'm doing it again, Howard. Here they come. Here they are. I got them. I'm eating it up. I don't care. You can't delay a podcast for like four months. Nope. But they said they're not dead, man. No, you can't eat no, something. Look. <laughs> he just went to sleep for a long time. You can't eat him. You can't be that guy on the cart in Monty Python and the Holy Grail going, oh, no, dead yet? Yeah, you're on the cart, so I'm going to eat you. You're on the cart, Nirvana. I'm eating you. You're gone. You can't just take a six-month hiatus from podcasting. No. Stop it. Don't give me a little cheeky tweet. We'll be back in the fall, tee-hee-hee. No. You got a man with like 900 years of experience in the game dev industry. That man has stories to tell. He can tell them on a podcast for six months with no details he can reveal about anything. If you haven't heard, we talked about this last week. We were about to eat up Nirvana. We were were telling Randy we need that five star because, you know what, it's over, it's done. Yeah, well, they listened. Somebody somebody heard uh, that we got this funny little tweet. That they put on, they said, hey, Nirvana's not gone, you sons of guns. We'll be back in six months in the fall, ready to rock and roll. Matt here, he still thinks they're gone and that we should be eating them alive right now. I, however, I say, if a man says he's going to bed for six months, then I guess, I guess we have to let him go to bed for six months. I mean, I'm not, I can't tell nobody what to do, but I will say... That is not a cool move, Nirvana. Mm-hmm. You need to you need to come back. You need to stick it out and duke it out. And you know what? Hey, just throw us on the show with you once in a while. We'll have some fun. It'll be great times. You ain't got to go anywhere. You got published titles you could talk about. We could talk about. It'll be great times. We'll be buddies. We'll high-five each other in the podcast world. That's right. And hey, and if that doesn't happen, then maybe Third Shifts will go on like a four-year hiatus. But don't worry, we'll be back in like 2024 with our next episode. But we're still the premier Gearbox podcast in all the land. Hey, we're the best there is at what we do. (laughs) And what we do is really nice because we like Gearbox a lot. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. But all joking aside, Nirvana is gone till the fall, and we can assume that's probably when they'll have some really cool new tidbits or information to talk about because why else would you just randomly leave till the fall? But, hey, that's another rumor that we don't know anything about. So I think we're already too far in on too many rumors and too many ifs and buts, so I won't even go in on that one. 
So with all that fun stuff out of the way, it's pretty much time to wrap up the show. So what do you guys think about this Korean ratings board rumor? Do you want Borderlands 1 to be remastered? Do you want it to be re-released? Do you want it to exist at all? Do you want me to shut up about stupid freaking rumors that we talk about on the dumb podcast? Hey, let me know all that stuff. You can email us at info at thirdshift.me. You can tweet at us at thirdshift.me. And you can find us on Facebook under Third Shift. Uh. Yeah, and we do have a wonderful Patreon set up. If you want to have a real say on what the heck goes on, consider heading over there, throwing us a tip. Yes, we treat it just like a tip jar. A buck, three bucks, five bucks. There's a whole scale, wonderful, cool things for those who donate different amounts. Please consider heading over there if you like what you hear and throwing whatever you can our way. It helps us keep the show going. It helps motivate us to make more content and cool things for you boys and girls out there in this wonderful world. If you can't, that's understandable. Money is money. The world is tight. Everybody's got to look out for themselves, keep their, their children and lives and mouths fed, all that good stuff. We get it. You can also support us by giving us five-star ratings on different places and podcast forums. You can go ahead and give us messages, mailbag questions, feedback of any kind. It's all very much appreciated. Just as I always say, we appreciate you. We appreciate the content. We appreciate everything. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you very much. And of course, this podcast drops every Friday, so we'll be back in your ear holes on the 8th of June for our very next episode. And you can find those episodes on iTunes, on Stitcher, and on Podbean. As Eric always says, if you like what we're doing, you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, a review, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services. Five stars, Randy Pitchford, please, because it does help us out, and we really do appreciate it. We certainly do appreciate it, and I'll say, even though you're not dead yet, I still say you should give us a five-star rating, Randy Pitchford. And with that, there's nothing else to say but... Don't don't forget forget to to save. save!